الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يزال لسانك رطبا من ذكر الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders this is a very well known ayat of the quran sharif very very short ayat of the quran sharif and generally even many and non hafiz would be familiar with this in this ayat allah taala has given the command to do two things and to refrain from two things the two things that have been commanded one is the zikr of allah taala and the second thing is the shukr of allah taala and the two things that have been prohibited which we have been refrained from doing one is what comes out from the first command itself where allah taala commands us to be in his zikr and remembrance that itself brings out the prohibition of ghaflat that in this is the instruction to remain far away from ghaflat and heedlessness and the other is very clearly and explicitly mentioned that to never get into ingratitude to never become ungrateful to allah tbaraka wa taala this is a very very short ayat of the quran sharif but in this ayat the whole prescription for a good life has been summed up because in life in dunya dunya is a place of challenge but together with what challenges nevertheless insan will face in varying degrees we should always seek the help of allah taala and beg him for afiyat always ask in every condition for afiyat afiyat in deen afiyat in dunya and this has been taught to us in the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allahumma inna nas'aluka al-'afwa wal-'afiyah wal-mu'afata ad-da'ima allah grant us continuous afiyat fi ad-deeni wad-dunya wal-akhirah in our deen in our dunya in akhirat so this continuous afiyat is what we should be asking for but at the same time in the quran sharif allah taala already declared it that wala nablu annakum bi shay'in min al-khawf wal ju' ila akhir al-aya that we will certainly test you the test will come but one is that these tests of dunya that come to anyone and everyone come to the pious and to the impious and sometimes it comes to those who are closer to allah taala even more and that's what rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in one hadith sharif mentioned ashaddun nasi balaan al anbiya those who are tested the most are the anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam thumma al amsal fal amsal then those who are next in rank to them they will get tested the most 
and then those who are closest in rank to them, from the rest, they will get tested the most. So these tests will come. But these tests come from Allah Ta'ala. One is to test a person's loyalty. How loyal is he? We all claim we are the servants of Allah Ta'ala. But what is our degree of loyalty to Allah Ta'ala? And that degree of loyalty is being tested. When a person is tested sometimes, and he's tested in different ways. He's tested not necessarily only with difficulties. He sometimes gets tested with ease and prosperity. Sometimes calamities and hardships become the test. And sometimes prosperity and ease becomes the test. Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala he, his statement, Ubtulina biddarra fa sabarna thumma ubtulina biddarra fa lam nasbir. That we were tested with adversity, with difficulty, with hardship. We bothered patiently. Then we were tested with ease and prosperity. We didn't, make, didn't manage to make sabar on it. He's talking about his rank from his level. That we didn't manage to make sabar. That what he's talking about, we didn't manage to make sabar. If we get a fraction of that, what he's talking about, lack of sabr, that will be beyond our wildest imagination of sabr. But the point is that both conditions come as a test. That is a different matter. That these tests come, Allah Ta'ala grant us afiyat and keep us with afiyat. But what is the passing of these tests? The passing of this test is that regardless of what the condition is, the person doesn't forget Allah Ta'ala. If it's a condition of adversity, he doesn't forget Allah Ta'ala. And if it is prosperity and ease, he doesn't forget Allah Ta'ala. And this is what Allah Ta'ala wants from us in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. Fazkuruni azkurkum. You remember me, I will remember you. So what is the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala? One is that a person takes out time, and which we should have dedicated time for. That in the day he's got his dedicated time specific time that is dedicated for the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Sitting down and making the zikr of the kalima la ilaha illallah of the zikr of Allah and durood sharif, istighfar, the third kalima and then whatever other tasbihat and awrad that we might be prescribed with tilawat of the Quran Sharif obviously this is all part of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and a very, very important part of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And without this, it is like trying to keep the vehicle moving without fuel. Everything depends, in terms of our amal, everything depends on ikhlas. That amal, for its acceptance in the court of Allah Ta'ala, whether a person performed his salah, whether it was his fasting in the month of Ramadan or any other nafil fast he kept, whether the sadaqah that he gave, whether some other righteous action he did, he might have done somebody some favor, he helped somebody out, whatever he might have done. The ultimate is that it must get accepted in the court of Allah Ta'ala. And that acceptance in the court of Allah Ta'ala depends entirely on ikhlas. That if ikhlas is there, then you get accepted. And no matter how wonderful it might be outwardly, if it's devoid of ikhlas, acceptance, forget acceptance, it will bring a calamity on the day of Qiyamah. 
the well-known hadith shadif Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an, that Nabi Islam mentioned the three types of people with whom the fire of Jahannam, they will be thrown first in the fire of Jahannam. Person who was given the knowledge of deen and he will be asked on the day of Qiyamah that you were given this gift of Allah Ta'ala, what you did. You will say, well I taught this deen to people and I did this and I did this. But the response will be, Tazabda, that you are lying. You did it so that it may be said that you are a very knowledgeable person and you are so and so and so and so. So, faqad qil, all that has been said now, there is nothing left. And this will be now the end of the matter in terms of getting anything. Rather, this is the start of the, dis- the, the, the harm and the, the result of that lack of ikhlas, that now this person will be thrown first in the fire of Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Likewise, the person who was very generous, but now when he is being asked on the day of Qiyamah, that what was the result of all the gifts of Allah Ta'ala, what you did with it? He says, well, I spent it in the cause of deen, and I spent it in righteous actions, and I spent it in helping people. But the answer, if it was done without ikhlas, answer is tazabta, you are speaking lies now. All this was done for the name and fame, and for the recognition of people. All that has already happened now. You got it in the dunya. Some things were said, and all those things are said, it's said for one moment, and then the air gone. Nobody even remembers anything after that. So it's all futile, completely just the deception of nafs and shaitan. But the destruction and the harm of that lack of ikhlas, that now in the day of Qiyamah, this person is among the first being thrown in the fire of Jahannam. person laid his life down for deen, became a shaheed, but now when he's saying, well I gave my life for Allah Ta'ala, he's being told, this is a lie. You were in the forefront of things, so that it may be said, how brave this person is. All those comments have been made already, done now. Now what are you asking for? It's all over. So now this is the most essential thing, this ikhlas. And ikhlas can only come in that amal if Allah is in the heart. And to the extent that the zikr of Allah Ta'ala is alive in a person's life, to that extent that ikhlas will keep getting generated. That he's sitting daily and making his zikr, daily he's remembering Allah wa Ta'ala consciously and he's embedding the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala into his heart. So to the extent that this zikr has permeated the heart, that will be the extent to which ikhlas will come in his amal. Because if the zikr hasn't permeated the heart, Allah Ta'ala is not in the heart, then Ghayrullah will be in the heart. It's not that there will be a vacuum. If Allah is not in the heart, meaning the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, then Ghayrullah will be in the heart. Then the desire of all the dunya will be in the heart. The desire for name and fame and recognition and acknowledgement and then something didn't go the way we wanted it. Somebody didn't acknowledge something that we felt we should have deserved their acknowledgement, that praise. Somebody didn't pat us on the back. And then that exposes what the reality is inside the heart. Say so that person didn't invite us for something, so he didn't invite us over. But that will expose something in the heart, the reaction. What was in the heart? That person didn't acknowledge something, so what should that affect us? 
Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala speaks about his two servants. This is their reaction. La nuridu minkum jaza'u wa la shukura. We don't even want any gratitude from you. We don't even want any compensation from you. We have done it for Allah Ta'ala. Innama nuttimukum liwajhillah. We've given somebody something. We've helped somebody with something. We've done it for Allah Ta'ala. Yes, it's his responsibility to acknowledge, to be grateful. But the person who's got the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala in his heart, that's not something that he will pay attention to. So the point is that to the extent that we have embedded the love of Allah Ta'ala in the heart, the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala in the heart, to that extent ikhlas will come in the amal. And that depends on the constancy on the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Because if that is lacking, so ghayrullah will come. Then that amal will be done for ghayrullah. That amal will be done for all ulterior motives and purposes. And that amal which is done with ulterior motives and purposes is devoid of any reward. In fact, it will attract azab. So this is that aspect about that in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala is saying, remember me. One part of the remembrance is this. That a person sits down with complete solitude within himself, whether he is sitting in a place where others are also present, but he is in solitude within himself. There is no distraction, there is nothing that is between him and the zikr of Allah Taala, And he remembers Allah Ta'ala very, very consciously developing this consciousness of Allah Ta'ala deep down in his heart. That is one part of it. What is required in terms of this ayat of the Quran Sharif? It is not confined to this. This is one very integral and important part of it. Very essential part of it. We are not confined to it. What is required in this ayat is that from morning till evening and from evening till morning from the time a person wakes up in the morning until the time he goes to sleep and how he goes to sleep he must be constantly in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. He is waking up in the morning, he is waking up with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala verbally. But then he is also waking up with the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. He is waking up for his Fajr Salah. That is now the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Even if he wasn't engaged in any verbal zikr at that time. Now this is what the zikr is. In this there's two commands as mentioned earlier. The command of the zikr the command of staying far away from ghaflat. Now, either there is going to be zikr or ghaflat. Either the person is going to be waking up for his fajr salah, or because now he was sitting till late at night on social media and whatever else, and all kinds of filth and evil, so now that fajr salah will just go past. And on top of that, Allah forbid, this becomes a very dangerous thing. That sometimes a person has become such a norm and habit, that he then starts going to sleep with the express intention of not waking up for Fajr. Can we imagine that what a serious level of disobedience this becomes? Like a person we employed in our business and he comes there and he's already making the comments to people that I have come here to do nothing. I have come here not to work and hope to get my salary. So he already has come planning to be going against what his instructions are, already coming, planning and intentionally he is going to be doing everything opposite to what is being instructed, which employer will tolerate him? 
he once expressed the importance of azan in this manner. This is salah, let alone the salah itself, even the azan. This is the azan, when the muazzin calls out the azan. So he's calling out the azan on whose behalf? Is this because the muazzin decided to call out the azan? He's calling out the azan on behalf of the mutawalli or the trustees? He's calling out the azan on behalf of the musallis maybe? No, if there's no mutawallis and no trustees too, he still has to call out the adhan. If there's no appointed Muslim too, if the person is alone somewhere, two people are there, they'll call out the adhan. Adhan is being called out on behalf of the command of Allah Ta'ala. Via Rasulullah So he is calling a call on behalf of Allah Ta'ala. And what he is actually saying in the crux of the words is, Allah Ta'ala is calling you. Azim is saying, Allah Ta'ala is calling you. Because when he says, Hayya al-Salah is calling towards what? Who is calling towards the Salah? Is because the Muslim, he's going to get something out of our Salah? Is the Muslim's uh, salary going to increase if more Musallis came? He is calling on behalf of Allah Ta'ala. So the sum total of the whole Azani is, Allah Ta'ala is calling you. Now imagine somebody, somebody knocks on the door, and he says that the mayor is calling you, or forget the mayor too, maybe your counselor down the road is calling you, or somebody on some little bit of post and somebody with a little bit of contact, or someone little bit of influence, he is calling, person leaves everything and he runs. Now this person has got a lot of contacts. Another guy is calling and the person is just ignoring that call like nothing happened. Somebody is in his spot, is carrying on with his spot. Somebody is on his social media, that hasn't stopped. Somebody is Allah forbid in some haram, that hasn't stopped. Somebody is in his occupation and whatever work and everything, and that hasn't stopped. Somebody is in the deep end of dunya, they getting deeper into it. Whereas Allah Ta'ala has called. So now this becomes such a dangerous thing, this ghaflat. That a person now gets caught up in this ghaflat, now he, in, he goes to bed with the intention of disobeying Allah Ta'ala in the morning. Imagine if life goes in that night. The last thing a person went to bed was with the intention of disobeying Allah Ta'ala the next morning. He's going to wake up in the disobedience of Allah. That is his conscious intention. And how often a person goes to sleep at night, he doesn't wake up in the morning. Every other day we hear something like this. Somebody went to sleep at some time of the day or night, never woke up. He went to sleep, he was fine, but then he was gone. Imagine that the last time that the person, his eyes closed in dunya to sleep and that was the conscious intention in his heart and mind. And now in that condition, moth came. So this is the danger of the ghaflat. And that is why the zikr is so important. That without the zikr, there will be ghaflat. And when this ghaflat comes, and this is where it leads to. Then a person will have all kinds of excuses for that ghaflat. Somebody will be now engaged in that chatting to all kinds of women, whatever, say, no, no, it's business. But all the male clients, he's not, he's not trying to correspond with them. The male clients, he's not sending any kind of whatever flyers and posters, and only the female clients. Only the customers that, there's all the tricks of shaitan, all the ways in which shaitan entices a person, then shaitan puts that hook deep down in the heart, and then when he reels, 
Now the person makes all kinds of excuses for himself. But the reality is that he is now in the jaws of shaitan. So this is the aspect that we are being told that remember Allah Ta'ala meaning from morning to evening. The person is waking up, he is waking up in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. The verbal remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the du'as at that time. The sunnah manner of conducting himself at that time. Fulfilling the sunnahs of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Then he is proceeding to the masjid. He is fulfilling everything morning to evening. He is going to his business. He is remembering Allah Ta'ala there. Remembering Allah Ta'ala there is how he conducts that business in the way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. He is eating how Allah Ta'ala is pleased with that eating. He is speaking what Allah Ta'ala is pleased with. He is thinking. He is thinking that which will be pleasing to Allah Ta'ala. Not thinking all kinds of filth and evil. He's not thinking of how to drop somebody else down. He's not thinking of ways of creating dissension and problems. He's thinking of ways of how to create muhabbat and peace. He doesn't have any agenda of his own. That how I can get mine at the expense of others. And no matter what happens to anybody else, or how somebody else might be in a difficulty or problem, but I must now get my own pound of flesh out of all this. No, that's not his thinking. He thinks on a very, very different level. He thinks on the level of how to create betterment for others. Even if that meant that sometimes he has to be in some kind of sacrifice he has to make, but how to make things better for others. Now this is that zikr of Allah Ta'ala, which despite the challenges of dunya, create peace in the hearts, bring about contentment. This constant remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Fazkuruni bil ita'ati. Allah Ta'ala is saying, you remember me? The meaning of this is bin ita'a, by means of my obedience. Azkurukum bil inaya. I will remember you bil inaya. The meaning of this is with my favors upon you. And without this, then it is just turmoil. One person came to an alim and he started giving his, all his issues and whatever else. And then he He's complaining about whatever his difficulties are. And after all that, he just started crying. He says, but what's fine? This is, he says, no, no, I don't think there's anybody worse off than me in this whole world. But in the process of giving all his issues, whatever, he mentioned, no, he's working for a very big corporate company, multinational, whatever, and he's on a very high position and post, and he earns more than 100,000 for the month. Now he's earning more than 100,000 for the month, whatever his halat are, whatever his conditions are, he says, I don't think there's anybody worse off than me on the face of this earth. Now if he takes a little bit walk outside on the road, he'll find somebody without a shelter, staying on the, sleeping on the pavement somewhere there. Somebody hasn't had one morsel to eat for the whole day. Somebody doesn't know where anybody in his family is. He is just lost and they are lost. He doesn't have any idea who is where. And somebody is something, what, what conditions people are in? But despite having all this wealth, despite having the house that most can't afford any bit of that too, despite having eaten all the best food, despite all the luxuries and comfort, he believes he is the worst off on this earth. Now whereas there are people that are far worse off, but when the heart is in turmoil with ghaflat, then this becomes the feeling. Can't be anybody worse off than me. I'm the worst off. 
And when the connection is there with Allah Ta'ala, then that person is insan also. He's also insan. But, and despite that pain, that grief, that difficulty, that hardship, whatever he will feel, he'll feel he's insan. He's not something else besides insan. But his heart will still be with Allah Ta'ala. And he won't be overwhelmed. That is the key aspect. He will still be able to continue with life despite the pain, despite the grief, in a normal manner. Whatever challenges are there, he will deal with those challenges. But life will carry on. He won't be overwhelmed. Now this is that first Guruni. That remember me throughout your life. Not just in certain things. Not picking and choosing certain things. I'll do certain things. Well, I'll do it my way. No, submitting the heart and soul to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, submitting every limb to Allah Taala in the sense that what Allah Taala is pleased with. These difficulties that come, one is the individual difficulties, but nowadays the situation is that there's there are general things that just engulf everybody. But the solution to this. If individuals start making some changes, that individual will benefit in his own personal situation. But the general problems and difficulties of the Ummah will come right when the Ummah in general makes that change. used to give one example that supposing one father, he chased his son out. Why he chased the son out? The son had become very rebellious. And he was making a mess of things and ran the business down all due to his, all his deliberate wrong that he was doing and got caught in all kinds of errant things and whatever else. So now he did so much of damage and caused so much of harm and after repeatedly now trying to advise him and whatever, it's not getting anywhere so finally the father chased him out. You don't come anywhere near. So now that he got chased out. So after some time now the mother is after all the mother. So now she comes to the that boy's father now, her husband. She says, whatever happened now, take him back now. Forgive him, take him back. Then the next day the boy's uncle comes. And he says like, whatever happened now, just take him back. So he's also interceding on his behalf. And the next day then his sister and brother come. And they're interceding on his behalf. And the day after that then some aunt comes. And that aunt is also interceding on his behalf. And then every other family member, one after the other, the grandparents and the great-grandparents and everybody is interceding. The father is hearing everybody's intercession. And now when everybody one day gathered together again, and they all are interceding, he says, look, that one, two, three is counting everybody. All these people came to intercede on his behalf. All are saying, forgive him, forgive him. Until now did he come to say, forgive me. Until now did he come and say, look, I am now repenting from what I did, so take me back. He hasn't come. He is not interested. So everybody else is interested on his behalf. I am not interested too. Till he doesn't get interested. Hazrat Abraham used to give this example and then say that yes, some individuals will say I am making a lot of dua. Some are making a lot of effort and concern. But the sins that people are involved in, have they made Tawbah? Have they come back to Allah? The person involved in Ghibat, has he given up the Ghibat? 
Has he made tawbah from the ghibat? The person involved in the sins of the eyes, has he made tawbah from it? The person involved in the sins of listening to music, he made tawbah from it yet. The person involved in intoxicants, has he made tawbah? The person going to haram places, did he make tawbah? So now that tawbah that is necessary, that we haven't made, but we are expecting now that that mercy will just come away. On a general scale, when the general condition has changed for the better, people have come, the general masses have come onto Toba, then the general conditions will change. Otherwise, the individual in his own personal situation and capacity, inshallah, he'll get the benefit of his good, and the benefit of his amal and his dua, etc. But the general condition will affect him also. His individual situation, he'll benefit in it. But the general condition will affect everybody. In one hadith sharif, Nabi Aisha radiallahu ta'ala mentioned that once Nabi came into the home, and just to get to the main point of it, she says that after a while, Nabi quickly, uh, I could see his face, his Mubarak face already, that something of great importance is going to take place now. He is really in some very deep thought. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam quickly made wudu and then he went away to the masjid. Now the masjid and the room was just one wall in between. That too would have been a mud wall. So she says, I put my ear against the wall to listen carefully now what Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is going to be saying. And he climbed the member and he gathered the sahaba and then he said to them that لَتَأْمُرُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَلَتَنْهَوُنَّ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ That you must certainly am enjoin the right and forbid the evil. Otherwise, such a punishment would overcome you, then you would make dua also and your duas will not be accepted. In one hadith sharif it is mentioned that this was the words that Nabi Islam said, the pious among you will make duas also, but it won't be answered. Meaning the duas on behalf of the general masses, that won't go answered. So this is the issue that we have to bring this this change within us, this change in our lives, bring about this change in the lives of our families, make this effort to change for the better. And simple things, simple things, our husband, he so repeatedly says this, for the Shaykh, Hakim Akhtar Sahib, Rahmatullahi, just ek kaam mat karo, guna mat karo. So just don't do one thing, that's all. One thing don't do, just give up sinning. He says, which employer will tell you, don't do something and I'll give you the wages for it. But Allah Ta'ala is saying, just don't do sin and I'll give you all the reward. Just avoid the sin and I'll give you everything. Just don't look at haram. Don't get caught up on all these chats and whatever else. Just don't commit all the sins. Obviously, whatever Allah Ta'ala has commanded, not fulfilling, that is also a sin. That too comes into that. You don't commit sin, meaning perform your salah, fulfill all the ob- obligations of deen. This is a very simple prescription. Nothing fancy about it. But yes, the thing that will help us to get to that path is one is this constancy on the zikr. This keeps the ghaflat away. It brings light into the heart. And that's a very well-known principle, like attracts like. So what's inside the heart, if there's light in the heart, 
it will attract light outside. Those a'mal that are filled with nur, person salah, his tilawat of the Qur'an Shalim, tasbihat, all the other righteous actions, there will be an inclination to it. And if there is ghaflat in the heart, there is darkness in the heart, like attracts like, it will attract darkness outside. The dark deeds, the evil deeds. So then the person gets more inclined to that. And inclination towards tilawat, towards ibadat, towards nafil salah, towards first salah also. And all become a distant thing. So therefore this is that very very important aspect of the zikr. One is from morning to evening to be remembering Allah Ta'ala. And when a person remembers Allah Ta'ala in all the various situations of life, Allah Ta'ala's promises. First Quruni, you remember me, Yani bil ita'a, with my obedience, as kurukum bil inaya. I will remember you with my favors. That favors will come in ways we can't imagine. That barakat will come in that work, that barakat will come in that business, that barakat will come in the person's thinking. Because sins, sins stunt the thinking of a person also. Sins don't allow a person to think straight. The most obvious things he can't think for himself that how harmful this will be if I do this. And because of the effect of sins, he goes headlong into the most harmful things. That's the effect of sins. He can't think straight. The most beneficial things, he can't think that this is so good for me. Let alone in deen, even in dunya. He just bypasses it. Because his mind is not thinking straight. Yes, the haram things he'll be able to work out. How to get to it. Because the mind now will only be working in a warped manner. So the warped things, the mind will quickly be able to grasp that. So this is the benefit of this ita'at that a person will think straight also. His dunya also will think straight. And obviously his deen, that what's right to be done, what's to be refrained from, he'll be able to think correctly in that regard. The person who can think straight, for example, it is a time of a nikah, a wedding. All the ahadith are so clearly spelled out. The nikah wherein the greatest barakat lies is that nikah which is where the least expenses were incurred. Now when the time comes for a person's child to get married, son to get married, daughters to get married, so now everybody wants the barakat in it. Why they want the barakat? This thing must carry on with afiyat. There mustn't be any hiccups, there mustn't be any problems, there mustn't be any issues. But now we want to set that whole motion of that new life of theirs to start off on the foundation of sin. That whole affair is done in such a way that all the things of the Yahud and Nasara are in it and the name of Sunnah also is gone. So now, that is the effect of when a person doesn't want to think in the light of the Quran and Sunnah, then now such a simple thing, such a straightforward thing, but the mind can't grasp it. There will be 101 reasons why that shouldn't be done in the correct manner. And 101 reasons why it must be done in the wrong way. Nauzubillah. All kinds of baseless and futile things. But there will be so called reasons. In big inverted commas. But the thinking is not said. Why the thinking is not said? Because the mind is polluted by the sins, by the actions. So now a simple thing a person can't think said. That's such an important phase of life now. He wants that everything goes well for his children, that they must now, this marriage of theirs must prosper, it must be filled with barakat and blessings. So now what is the prescription for that blessings? Now for that barakat and blessings, he wants to also 
maybe call somebody specifically for the, to bring the barakat in it. One person came to call one very great personality, invited him to come to his business, said, please, just come even for one minute. You are in the town, going out also, just come. A very great buzrug had come from overseas. So, in any case, he asked him that, why do you want me to come to your business? You see, even for one minute, half minute too, just put my, just put my foot in there too. What you want me to come for? So now, he said, no, no, if you come and put your foot in my business, inshallah, there will be a lot of barakas in it. So he said to him that, look, perhaps he had already known something. He said, if I come and stay in your business too, but if you don't bring the laws of Allah Ta'ala in your business, there won't be any barakas. If you've changed the laws of Allah Ta'ala out of your business, you've changed the sunnah of Nabi Islam out of your business, you can bring all the Muslims of the world inside to you, not going to bring any barakas. The barakas will come by bringing the obedience of Allah Ta'ala into it. That is where the barakas will come. Then somebody else comes, Alhamdulillah. But this is the primary thing. Now you're going to build a house, but there's no foundation, we're going to stand. The foundation is this, the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. That makes the person think correctly, makes him act correctly, makes everything then move in a way that will keep taking him closer to Allah Ta'ala and bring him into that path that takes him, inshallah, directly to Jannah. May Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we become truly obedient to Allah Ta'ala. We, this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala permeates every bit of our life and we become His servants who are those who are forever in His remembrance and forever in His obedience. May Allah Ta'ala keep us with Iman, take us with Iman, base us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله It is reported in the Hadith Sharif that a person recites La ilaha illallah 100 times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah so, Inshallah we should try to do this daily in our own time and space and Inshallah the, this, what this refers to is that with the barakat of this daily recitation Allah Ta'ala will give us a topic of righteous actions and this will become the means of staying away from sin which will get, gain us this very great honor on the day of Qiyamah Inshallah we should try to do this daily and saying La ilaha to bring to mind that all the ghayrullah we have taken out of the heart all the evils all the illicit things whatever wrongs they are there in their heart we have taken everything out and thrown it out and illallah there is this nur that is descending in the heart which is the love of Allah Ta'ala beside Guru Chari. La ilaha illallah محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله 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 
اللهم ارزقنا حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم اجعل حبك احب الينا من انفسنا واهلينا ومن الماء البارد اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah اله العالمين we acknowledge we are your most sinful servants ya Allah اله العالمين from head to toe we are covered in sin ya Allah but whatever we are we are your servants ya Allah اله العالمين we have bowed down to you alone ya Allah اله العالمين out of your grace and mercy forgive us ya Allah ya Allah forgive us ya Allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya Allah we are making sincere toba ya Allah Ya Allah, we are ya Allah, pledging that we will not go back to the sins, Ya Allah. We are making a firm resolution, Ya Allah, not to go back to the sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you help us, Ya Allah. You keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Protect us from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have made sincere tawbah from the sins of the tongue, Ya Allah. We will not go back to the ghibat, Ya Allah. We will not go back to the evil of speaking, Ya Allah. We will not go back to the vulgar languages, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you keep us steadfast, Ya Allah. We made tawbah from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on this Tawbah, Ya Allah. We made Tawbah from the sins of the ears, Ya Allah. Keep us steadfast on this Tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we made Tawbah from all the evils and sins that we have been committing, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you keep us on Sirat al-Mustaqeem, Ya Allah. Keep us away from all the evils and vices, Ya Allah. Save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you enable us to remain forever in your remembrance, Ya Allah. Enable us to remain forever in your obedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, bless us and bless the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with every khair and every good, Ya Allah. Shower your rahmat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Shower your maghfirat on the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the hardship and suffering of the ummah, Ya Allah. Remove the pain of the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove the oppression from the ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, give us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such a'mal that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Full our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Full our hearts with the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, full our hearts with the love of Deen, Ya Allah. With the love of the a'mal of Deen, Ya Allah. With the love of the efforts of Deen, Ya Allah. Use us and our progeny to Qiyamah for the efforts of Deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from all the vices and evil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify our hearts of all the evil qualities, Ya Allah. Grant us the beautiful akhlaq of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, put the importance of salah in our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, more than our food enable us to, Ya Allah, be more conscious of our salah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, more than all the things of dunya, Ya Allah, enable us to be more conscious of the importance of salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five-time salah with jamaah, Ya Allah. Grant us every salah with tagbir ula, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in every salah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to perform every salah in the sunnah manner, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to fulfill all the laws of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us the beautiful akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Enable us to live his beautiful mu'ashirat, Ya Allah. Enable us to conduct our dealings in his beautiful way of life, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us the ambassadors of deen, Ya Allah. With our actions, we have become, Ya Allah, obstacles in the path of deen, Ya Allah. We have chased people away from deen with our actions, Ya Allah. With our poor akhlaq, we have chased people away, Ya Allah. In the wrong dealings, we have chased people away, Ya Allah. In our wrong interaction with people, we have chased people away, Ya Allah. We have become a terrible example of a Muslim, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Make us the best example of Muslims, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, make us the examples of what the reality of Sunnah is, Ya Allah. What the reality of Akhlaq is, Ya Allah. 
make us examples of what the reality of the deeni mu'ashara is, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, save us from becoming obstacles in the path of deen, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, adila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, give them complete cure from every ailment, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, cure from all our physical ailments, ya Allah. Cure from our spiritual ailments, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah, all those, ya Allah. Ya Allah, in financial difficulties and hardship, rumors with afiyat, ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's rizq, ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. All those who have passed away from our families, from throughout the ummah, ilahul alameen, make their complete maghfirat, ya Allah. Fill their covers with noor, ya Allah. Raise their stages in the akhirat, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, la ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman e kamil, ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, make our covers gardens of jannah for us, ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us jannatul for those without any reckoning, ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, ya Allah. Allah, make us your true and loyal servants, ya Allah. Allah, we don't, ya Allah, tolerate any disloyalty from anybody, ya Allah. We can't tolerate anybody else's mistakes also, ya Allah. We can't tolerate anybody else ignoring us, ya Allah. But how much we have ignored your commands, ya Allah. They've ignored you at the time of fajr, ya Allah. They've ignored you at the time of zuhr, ya Allah. They've ignored you when the temptations came, ya Allah. We fell headlong in the temptations, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, how disloyal we have been, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, but your tolerance is so great, ya Allah. Your mercy and compassion is so great, ya Allah. In that moment you could have blinded us, ya Allah. In that moment you could have paralyzed us, ya Allah. In that moment you could have made us deaf after listening to that music, ya Allah. In that moment you could have blinded us, ya Allah. But you have been so clement and merciful, ya Allah. You have been so tolerant, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Let us not be deceived, ya Allah. Save us from the deception, Ya Allah, that we think that everything is perfect for us, despite all our sins and despite all our disobedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, take us out of this slumber, Ya Allah. Take us out of this ghaflat with afiyat, Ya Allah. Make us come into your remembrance, Ya Allah. Make us muttaqi, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make us those servants of yours, Ya Allah. That at the time when we have to pass away, Ya Allah. The angels are calling out, Ya Ayyatuhan Nafsul Mutma'inna, Irji'i ila Rabbiki Radiyatan Mardiyya, Fadkhuli fi Ibadi, Wadkhuli Jannati. Ilahul Alamin, save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Save us from Suhi Khatima, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from going to sleep in a way that we're not even intending for Jari, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, save us from intending to commit sin, Ya Allah. Save us from intending to do wrong, Ya Allah. Save us from intending to break your commands, Ya Allah. How disloyal this is, Ya Allah. How terribly disloyal this is, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect us from this disloyalty, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's needs of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Fulfill all pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Grant the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat to each one in deen and dunya, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alameen, all the good that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, begged for. Allah, we also begging for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sought refuge from, Allah, you grant us refuge as well, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ 
ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله